Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Before we get this episode started, I want to give a huge thank you to our sponsor, Anchor by Spotify. If you haven't already heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And you know the best part of it is, Griff? I do, Will. Anchor is totally free. So make sure you head to the App Store or Google Play, download the Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started. Hey guys, welcome back to Inside the Five. It is Will. I'm Griff. I'm Stav. In today's episode, we're going to give a brief MLB update, some NFL news, a lot to handle this week. Um, NCAA conference tournament week, huge week for college hoops, and some NBA, as well as a little ask a question segment from our Instagram. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. start things off with a quick MLB update. Apparently on Fox, MLB on Fox News reported that Bob Nightingale said, I think we will have a deal done by tomorrow. Do we believe that? Um, I'm going to, I'll get us started here. Um, No. Simple answer, no. I think there's a few more things that have to be decided or unless there's a lot of things that aren't um, public which obviously could happen because everything that we're figuring out throughout these past couple of weeks, ever since making these moves have been like kind of leaked. So unless there's a lot of things mm-hmm. that we aren't hearing about, I don't think a deal will get signed on Thursday. Um, I think within the next couple of weeks though, like we're making a lot of progress. I think maybe next week, the week after that, we'll have something. I don't know how you're feeling stuff. Um, I kind of am with you on that. I feel like we've heard this plenty of times to the point where it's always like, oh, we're going to have a deal soon. We're going to have a deal tomorrow. And it's kind of like the boy who cried wolf. I want to believe it. But at the same time, I just don't believe it's going to happen. I feel like there's way too much on the table right now that they still haven't really agreed upon. And even as, since the original negotiations, I still like, I still feel like they haven't really gone over much, especially with the money. 
which is the main focus, I feel like, of both parties. I agree. I was going to say, I want to believe it too. I want to hope that there's a deal done tomorrow. I'd love for there to be a deal done tomorrow. I feel like if that's the news that we're hearing today, I feel like two weeks is where we can kind of lay our eyes at for a deal. I do agree with you on the whole money part. Is I have seen some things about the money, about the money that they're coming together with a, with a with some kind of deal. I'm not sure what the numbers were. I saw something that they like they said. I forgot who set the bar extremely high. They brought it down, which is causing a huge issue. And then like I'm not 100 percent sure on all that stuff. No, I don't think anyone is outside of like what the actual meetings are about is 100 percent on the money. Right. And, and from my understanding is if we're out here talking about money and we're talking about this contract, there was a lot of things that they tried to get done before that, like all these little rules and, and things of that nature. So if we're here, out here talking contract, I think that's one of the last things that they're going to cover is that contract. That's the last thing that they need to get done until we can officially say, OK, we're starting up. Let's go. I think the fact that we're even out here talking about the money and talking about signing a new contract that's a big deal and i agree with you will i think it's about a two minute mark um maybe maybe or a two week mark maybe sooner than that um i'm just very happy that we're out here talking about money because before we were talking about different rules that they could place in and it kind of seemed like they were just filling in time so i'm very happy to hear about that i think that progress is gonna keep going the way that it is it's been very good and I'm excited that we might actually have a decent length MLB season. I agree. Um, the only thing, the only bad thing that I don't like about this, and it's not really even a bad thing, it's more of just a timeline standpoint. Like, why did it take this long to get this far? Like, there was no need, in my opinion. I mean, like, yes, obviously you need to talk. Yes, people aren't going to agree with each other. But, like, I feel like we're moving so quick within the last three weeks because of the deadline we set. Like, why couldn't we just, like, act upon reasoning earlier? I do think that both sides kind of thought that Rob Manfred was going to, he was bluffing essentially about canceling games. And they're like, oh yeah, we'll do it, do it, do it until he actually did it. And now they're like, oh crap, we're going to lose actually millions of dollars if we don't play these games. Let's come to an agreement. Now both sides are going to lose money. So, right. but at the same time, the MLB teams aren't really going to because they just signed that huge deal with Apple. So it's like, oh, I thought I've seen this uh, on Twitter a lot. Oh, I thought the MLB was having a hard time getting his revenues when they just signed a two billion. Or, I, was it two billion or is, is that? Was it two like, bill? I don't know if it was that or it was like two hundred. It was some crazy number, and I'm like, oh, I thought you guys were having a hard time coming to or getting revenues, and clearly that's not the case. If there's a this high of a bidding war, I feel like if it was Apple, then Amazon was definitely in as well. So there, I could be a hundred percent wrong with that number, but. Um, it's crazy because we were talking about Peacock last week. Yeah. Um, I have, I have the numbers up. Um, Apple is a seven year contract that comes out to 85 million a year. Yeah. Seven years. Um, and then at two years from there on out, there's $30 million annual rights fees. Yeah. So altogether 115 million, unless my math was just completely off, but I think so, that was pretty well, right. 70, 70 a year, and that's a year. That's just for yeah, Friday night. Seven, yeah, so seven times eighty-five million is five hundred ninety-five million. Oh my goodness. So yeah, almost six hundred mil. Um, which think, is 
was gonna say, do you think they'll do some kind of, some kind of special thing for the playoffs where they might get like a wild card matchup? Yeah, yes, yeah, totally. I think they will. I think they definitely will. It's gonna be like Monday Night Football Right, I think they'll yeah. get uh, a divisional. I don't, they won't get a wild card game because the way that the wild card games went last year, like it was awesome. Um, I think they'll get a divisional. Um, a little five game slate. Like I think they'll get blessed. They won't get like the number one seed, but they'll get they'll get the middle of pack yeah. teams. And it'll end up being a pretty good series. And whoever doesn't have Apple TV is gonna end up buying it. So I think this is a win win scenario. Apple is paying a lot of money for this, but I mean it's also Apple, so they have a lot of money for this. And I mean if the MLB can get together and actually play some games, I think this will be very successful. I think that a lot of people will end up buying Apple Apple TV. Um, I think that they're going to have like these awesome double headers on Friday nights, which is something that the MLB has lacked in with uh, just national broadcasts in general. And even though, I mean, you could say this is an ad, I'd say this is a national broadcast. The, the downfall of it is you can't just turn it on the TV, but I think this is a step towards the way that everything's going in, like in the world. And we saw it with Thursday night football is going to be on Amazon um now friday night baseball is going to be on apple tv everything's going over to streaming services and i'm not complaining because i've already suckered in and i've bought all these streaming services so i guess everybody else just needs to follow i'm totally cool with it i'm going to be watching so many different teams that i don't usually watch like i think this is an awesome 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 deal for both sides i wonder how it's gonna i wonder how it's gonna play out because like there was a lot of i'm just thinking about the nhl and espn plus there was a lot of in the great details where if so hypothetically the Bruins, right. If they play solely on ESPN plus, we can't watch them on the local market. I wonder if that's going to be like the case for the MLB because on MLB TV and like if you subscribe to that, where you can watch every game, you can't watch the in market games. So I wonder how that's going to work out. And that's kind of interesting. I'm interested to see how that kind of pans out, but I feel like the in market, I don't understand. Yeah, no, I don't understand that because there still is local blackout if you only have the streaming service, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I mean, I, like, I know, like, the other night, like, I was trying to watch something, and I think it was, like, the Bruins game, and they were on ESPN, and I just wasn't, like, on my TV, but I have it signed in, and they're just like, no, local blackout. I'm like, what? I'm here. Like, what? Yeah, right. yeah. which, like, gets annoying, too, so hopefully that's not the case. Um, with that deal, but I, I think we should get ahead and move on um, onto some NFL news. Uh, we had our franchise de- uh, deadline, which had a couple of trades inside of it. Um, first, first off, our uh, big trade, I guess you could say, in Seattle. Um, so pretty much, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break this down. You guys know I'm a Seahawks fan. That's why I'm stuttering around this. Um, Russell Wilson and our beloved fourth-round pick are going to Denver. Um, From Denver, the Seahawks are getting their QB1 of the future, Drew Locke, Um, a 30-something-year-old Shelby Harris, the next greatest tight end of all time, Noah Fant, two first-round picks, including number nine this year, so Kayvon Thibodeau, but I'll get into our potential picks later. Uh, Two second-round picks and a fifth-round – wait, that's not the details I saw before – a second round pick, a fourth round pick. Sorry about that. I, I mixed up the fifth and the fourth. But um I mean first reaction, um, it's sad to see him go. A man that I've watched since 
2011, 2012, 2012, 20, yeah, 2012. Um, I don't know. It's it's such a weird gray area when you have an emotional connection to an athlete because it's like, how much do you really know about this guy? But I've had the I've had the pleasure to meet him. Um, I've I've spent I, I've taught I've had a couple conversations with him over a week span. Great guy, great family. Um, I'm just sad to see him go. The one thing that I'm happy about is he's going to the AFC West, a very tough division. Will Justin Herbert will be running that division soon. Will Russ, Pat Mahomes, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert. What's going to happen in the AFC West? Well, first off. Now you mentioned all their quarterbacks. They might have the best quarterback division in the NFL. I think by far. Yeah, I agree. Two, I actually think this takes away from – this is obviously just like this is falling right into my NFL takes for the whole year. It's taking a lot from Mahomes, in my opinion. This is an easy game that's been like for them the past few years. It's not going to be easy anymore. Like, for the Broncos' standpoint, like, they just needed a quarterback to be, like, extremely, like, not extremely competitive, but at least competitive in the tougher games that they play throughout the season. So, like, that's a big time hit for them. The Raiders are already good. The Chargers, we already know who they are. We know what they're about. And then, obviously, the Chiefs. Um, That division is going to be crazy next year. I'm very excited for that division. I am, too. And I really hate the hate I'm seeing online about Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is a great player. Yeah, awesome player. I think Mm -hmm. he can hold his own against these quarterbacks. Like, this division's up for grabs. I really don't care what anybody says. Yeah, the Chiefs are the Chiefs, but now they don't have two free wins. You know what I mean? You know how hard it would be to go into mile high to face Russell Wilson in that new-formed Broncos offense with Jerry Judy and uh, Cortland Sutton? Like, that's a pretty good team. They still got some good running backs, too. That defense is going to be flying around. Who knows? Maybe they'll sign a Von Miller back from free agency at Pat Sertain. Um, they, they got a lot of good players, and it's going to be hard to beat the Broncos, especially on the road in the winter, like the old Broncos with the Peyton Manning, that era. I feel like that's kind of resurfacing a little bit when they're selling out to win that. I was just going to say that, too. Like, when I saw this trade, I was like, this is kind of like some kind of like, Peyton Manning-esque, like, move. But they're like, if they can just get a few more pieces around Russ, they're going to be in a good situation. Yeah. Um. So, like, the the AFC West is up for grabs, and it's not up for grabs by two teams, by three teams. All four teams in this division can truly win it. Um. Just with how difficult everybody's schedule is going to be, it just depends on who wins the big games, who wins the games that they're not actually supposed to win. Um. As for the Seahawks, though, going back to the NFC West, um, it's kind of, I don't want to say a smart move, but it's something that kind of had to be done. Um, When you're in a division that has Kyler Murray in the Cardinals, you have Matthew Stafford in the Rams, and then you have, I mean, the 49ers, who who knows who's going to play quarterback there, but a very talented offensive defense no matter what, uh, no matter who their quarterback is. Seattle's not Seattle's not going to win the division for a couple of years. I don't think they're going to win the division for a couple of years with Russell Wilson. So I think, you know what, it's time. He's got to pack his bags. Let's get a little younger, and that's exactly what we did. And and I, I got a question, and, and I'll get more into it um, 
at the end of the episode from our from our questions that were sent in through Instagram um, about kind of what's going to go down in Seattle the next few years and about getting these picks. How big is that for them? We didn't gain picks. We just got picks back from the Jamal Adams trade. So it's not like we are setting ourselves up better for the future from what we originally had without Jamal. Um, we just got our picks back. We lost our star quarterback. He's 33 years old. We're, we're, I don't see us winning a Super Bowl in the next five, six, seven years, which is probably how much longer he has left of, like, greatness. So I think at this point it's time. It's going to be a long road for Seattle fans. But this is what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to youthen up, get a lot younger, and I'll talk about the other guy, Bobby Wagner, who got cut. $17 million freed up in cap space. We have cap. We got our picks back. We have a long road to go, but we're going to be young. We're going to be fun team. Pete Carroll, who knows how much longer he has, but I think Pete Carroll's going to stay as the coach. I think Pete Carroll's going to do a great job with the amount of youth that they have because of how successful he was in college. And think about when we won the Super Bowl. I mean, we as in my team, obviously, you guys aren't Seahawks fans. Um, <clears throat> when we won the Super Bowl, everybody was young. We had a young Richard Sherman. We had a young, young Earl Thomas, um, a young Cam Chancellor, Doug Baldwin, um, Jermaine Curse, um, a couple of vets here and there, but we had Bennett, Bobby Wagner. Like, we had some serious young guys. Pete, they really got around Pete Carroll, and it seemed to work out. So, why not have a young team with this coach? Because that's the way he coaches. That's who he relates to. He's going to stick with them. I think we're going to be a lot better than people think we are, just straight up based off that. Um, but, yeah, it's sad. It's sad to see. I mean, those are my two favorite players. Top two top two out of my top three favorite Seahawks players of all time. And um, I'm just, it's, it's just sad to see him go. It's kind of Tom Brady and Gronk-esque. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into it later, obviously, when we have the questions. But I've been saying this. I do think that the Seahawks are still a scrappy team. You know, I think Drew Locke in the right situation can succeed. He's still very young. I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll get into it again. But I, I wouldn't shut down the realm of possibility of the Seahawks being competitive. Yeah, no, I agree. I'd rather save it for the question. There's also more news from around the NFL. Um, one that I prefer not to really, in my opinion, I don't like this move, but like it's whatever. Aaron Rodgers signs an extension, four years, $200 million with the Packers. And they also franchise tag Devonte Adams along with this um, to go off right off, like right away. Um, there was no need for the last dance. I thought that shenanigan really was already a bunch of BS to begin with. Now he just resigns with them. Like, I don't understand him at all anymore. I don't, I don't get it. Like whatever, like they're still going to lose to the 49ers in the playoffs. Like the, like it just, I don't understand the move. Well, it's interesting you bring it up. I think the only chance that the Packers do have at winning right now is with Aaron Rodgers. However, he's not really won, and you still bring back Devontae Adams. I still think they are a few pieces away from actually competing in the NFC because the NFC right now is a gauntlet. And, I mean, the whole league's a gauntlet. I, I feel like there's yeah. no clear-cut winner ever. Like, 
But I don't know was the contract really confirmed because he said that the contract wasn't confirmed. He said it. He said it wasn't, which leads me to believe that obviously it's not because when your source is the person that's making the money. Um, but that's it, the news broke through the Pat McAfee show. Obviously, Pat McAfee, Colts punter, um, or ex Colts punter, obviously like superstar podcast guy, like big friends with um, Aaron Rodgers as well. So Aaron Rodgers straight up told him he's back. I don't know where he got all these numbers from, but four years, 200 mil. First off, he's a $200 million guy. Um, but, se- but second, is he a four-year guy is the question. Like, um, if he's if he's going to stay all four years, understood. Um, but if, if these numbers are true, then my guess is Aaron Rodgers plays two more years and then he doesn't play again, and he just brings in his money, and it, it's a win-win scenario for both teams. Maybe they can sneak into the Super Bowl. I still don't see them ever winning a Super Bowl again under Aaron Rodgers. Um, but with back to this money, just real quick, if they actually signed up for $200 million, they're going to have to get rid of a piece. And yeah. they don't have a lot of cap, so they're going to have to get rid of someone like a Darius Smith or a Preston Smith, a big defensive piece. And that's not going to help them out as well. Aaron Rodgers was only going to stay if he had pieces around him. You can't get pieces around you if you're making more money than, like, most people are – most teams are even earning a year. So it's – That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I don't understand the move, not from the Packers' standpoint, from Aaron Rodgers' standpoint. Like, what's the point of signing with a team that you already threw a temper tantrum with just throw another one in, like, a year and a half? Like, is he going to get upset again in the offseason, which we were already in? He's going to be like, oh, they didn't sign anyone. Why did I do this deal? And then he's going to get all mad and be like, last dance, part two. Like, I just <laughs> like, I, I just don't get, like, why why throw a whole fit about the Packers franchise and then sign back because they're giving you 200 mil. Like, cool, you deserve your $200 million. Like, not taking that away from you. You went back-to-back MVPs. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But, like, dude, there's a clear-cut – different situation that you can join and you'll probably be much better off than being with the green Bay Packers. Um, it, what it doesn't make sense to me at all is I want to know the statistic behind it, but I think quarterbacks that sign, I think over a hundred million dollar contracts just never win. Like, <laughs> like they, because you can't, you can't form a team around paying a majority of your cap to one guy. Like you, I always allude back to the Patriots just because I grew grew up through that system, basically, like seeing how they dealt with everything. If you overpay for one player and they don't pan out, you are screwed. Like, that's why I don't really care if the Patriots don't overspend. Like Tom Brady never, he always signs team friendly deals, and that's why the Patriots are always competitive. And that's why you always see a lot of teams with quarterbacks on their rookie contracts who can make it to the Super Bowl because they can fit teams around them. They, like we're, see, we're seeing it especially now a lot of teams make it to the Super Bowl kind of on their rookie deals or like Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. 
it's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. On a team-friendly deal. So right. it's, I'm interested to see. I mean, if I'm, like, speaking of Tom Brady, if I'm Tom Brady and I see Aaron Rodgers signing this contract, maybe maybe I can tell the wife and kids to wait another year or two before I retire. Like, well, actually, yeah, a million fair. a year. That's double what he was making. Right, and I don't, I don't think that – I agree with everything that you just said. I think that the reason why people are winning – quarterbacks are winning at such a young age. We saw it with Mahomes, and I know Will's going to love me comparing this to a Chiefs situation. Um, and that's why the Chiefs screwed themselves in the long run. They gave Mahomes $500 million. Um, so you, who even knows how much more you can save up? Um, and you, you brought up Staub going up through – the way that the Patriots did it and and really paying attention to that. My team, uh, the Seahawks, the way that we did it is once they're off their rookie contract, we're screwed, they're done. And we we did that. We signed Earl Thomas once again, and he didn't work out. We signed Richard Sherman again. He didn't work out. Um, but like guys like Doug Baldwin, who who have a lot of use at the amount that he's paid, we, we got kind of lucky through those years where it was like, we didn't have a quarterback because Russ was on his rookie year, our rookie deal. So like we didn't have a quarterback eating up a lot of financials so we could sign these guys. But like once we sign these guys, this is how it works. Every, every single situation. And I don't know how the NFL hasn't wrapped their head around this quarterback should be making a lot less money. Um, You could say it's the most difficult position in football. I'd agree with you, but at the same time, there's also 10 other positions on offense, 11 other on defense, three more on special teams. You can't be giving your quarterback a fourth of your cap when you have so many other positions of need, so many other positions that need to be paid. So Aaron Rodgers, total hypocrite. Um, I think he's always been forever. I, I feel like this past couple of episodes, we've been talking about just straight, like, I don't I don't even know how to word these people without using uh, rude names. But like we've talked about Coach K, we've talked about Aaron Rodgers and who, who else did we talk about in the last episode that LeBron, like all of these guys, all these guys, like they, they really kind of co- coincide together where it's like you talk about winning as a team until you get paid. I mean, your contract is worth like added up everybody else's contract so i mean aaron Rodgers just completely looks like an idiot even if he signs for this much money because you're coming back to the team that you said you need help around and you're not even going to allow them to get help for you so i like i just it never makes sense to me that's literally like basically what i was trying to get at like it just there's no logic behind anything and like that's the part that makes me upset is because like like how do you go back on your word like that like that quickly like like cool like i mean i guess if i was in that situation and a team offered me four years 200 million dollars like hell yeah i'd think about it but like what are you really doing at the end of the day right right and i'm guessing that wasn't like the original numbers that they gave him and he probably wanted more 
Like he probably and he got his money, but he's not gonna get another ring. Um, moving on, we have some Deshaun Watson news, Willie. Um, yep. That's that's the first in a while. Deshaun Watson. Um, first off. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, let, me, let, me, let me think about this. Deshaun Watson, first off, we, I haven't even thought about him since yesterday. Yesterday was the first time in a long time I thought of Deshaun Watson because right when w- Russell Wilson got traded, my head in my head was immediately Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun Watson gets freed and he's not in a Seahawks uniform next season, I will be pissed, Will. I will be pissed. This is big, big news. Like this is big news. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was like franchise tag freebie now. Like yeah. get it out yeah. of here. So, and now like, I actually like <laughs> like I hopped on Twitter. I was like, what's going around the NFL? Like there's got to be something crazy going on in the midst of like all these trades and stuff like that. And then there's just like Adam Schefter. The jury will hear his evidence on Friday. Like okay, cool. Like. Let's yeah, go. So. Like, who, like, who's he signing for? Who's trading? And then all I heard was Seahawks are on that list for first teams to make a move for him. The Dolphins are probably right up there too, because one of them not up there. Uh, like, it's yeah. I think I think it, I um, like it's inevitable. It's like if, if Deshaun Watson, if Deshaun Watson um gets found innocent through all of this, I think that we'll see a Seahawks package that involves uh a fan drew luck and the picks that they gave us so i think we'll get shelby shelby harris uh we'll lose all the picks that we just gained and then maybe a few more <laughs> because deshaun watson's like 25 <laughs> years old like i don't even care bro deshaun watson is like amazing at football like and if he's innocent then he's innocent i'm not gonna teeter around this and get canceled or anything but um deshaun watson from i'm looking straight tunnel vision at his football ability if he's on the Seahawks we're a playoff team and I think that we'd be better off in the next 10 years with Deshaun Watson than we would with Russell Wilson so I mean I would love to have Deshaun Watson one of my favorite players in the NFL when he's playing well it's interesting you bring up like especially with the trajectory of the next 10 years people forget how good Deshaun Watson was and how young he is like yes as I want. I think we should have like a uh, little message across the screen whenever we say his name. We're talking if he's innocent. <laughs> he's a great player. Yes, we're also and talking about yes. him from his football. Yes, football on field. Not, nothing else. on field. Not yes. nothing yes. outside yes. of yes. the stadium antics. <laughs> All right, but, football player. Griff, you might not want to hear this. However, my dark horse for Deshaun Watson is to go to the Panthers. I think. The Panthers need a quarterback. I think they have a lot of capital to trade for Deshaun Watson. They could probably package Sam Darnold, um, Robbie Anderson's up for a trade, and a few picks for Deshaun Watson. They have higher pick. The Texans could be interested in that. But also, at the same time, the Seahawks have capital now to trade for him too. So, yeah, who knows yeah, what's going to happen? Big. We all yes. we have to wait for Friday. You'll hear it. You'll hear it from uh, inside the five if he's innocent or guilty. (laughs) (laughs) It's just interesting. Like, uh, where's his value? Like, high. Like, high and innocent. No, no, it's high, but like, like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, 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 as of right now, like, his value has to be in the butt. But like, 
after Friday, I mean, who knows? After Friday, it's back to, oh, my gosh, Deshaun Watson is a football player, and he's not going to be playing for the Texans no matter what because before this all went down, he said he wasn't going to play for the Texans. We forgot he Le'Veon Belled us before all this stuff went down. So if he's innocent, he's not playing for the Texans, meaning there's a trade coming, and I'm hoping it's going to come within the next few weeks or at least before the draft. Because I really think that Seattle's going to go make a push to get him. I think Seattle might have a little inside source that knows he's going to be innocent. But at the same time, my favorite player of all time just got traded. So I'm going a little insane. So I don't actually know what's happening. And I, I'm just hoping for the best at this point. A little inside source in the judicial system of the United States. In the Seattle City <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We don't know. Hand, so. Do we really know how the, the U.S. works with all that? The 12th man lets us know. Come on. It's the Seahawks. Yeah. Like, this is a question on my part. Yeah, bro. Come on. Like, the 12th man is literally the judicial system. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. Well, Deshaun Watson. Who are we on? Who are we on? Oh, we're moving on to the commanders. Oh, we're moving. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so Carson Wentz is officially on the Washington Commanders and they will be taking on his full contract. Why? Um, they also sent over, I think, three third rounders. So congrats yeah, to the Colts they... for losing a first rounder on Carson Wentz, because you literally used him to not make the playoffs. Um, <laughs> so close to making the playoffs. And who'd they lose to in the last week? Who was the Jaguars? It? Oh, yes. They lost to the Jaguars. the Jaguars. I forgot if it was got, the Jaguars or the Texans. Yeah, they got killed by the Jags in the last week, and they lost a, they lost a first rounder, and what did they get back? Three third rounders and a little bit of cash. So, um, Carson Wentz, Commanders. Um, I saw all over Twitter today, like the Commanders just got a top ten quarterback in the league. Um, no, Carson Wentz is terrible. Antonio Gibson isn't Jonathan Taylor. Antonio Gibson is a pretty good running back. I think the commanders would have done, will do the same thing that they would have done if they just had Taylor Heineke running things over there. I don't think Carson Wentz is anything special. I'm going to disagree. Oh. No, I mean, I'm kidding. He's oh, we've uh, probably weak. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it happens every time. It happens every time. Yeah, it's just, it's not, I don't know what they're doing because I do think that Taylor Heineke has more upside than Carson Wentz on a better deal. And he has that locker room. Everyone likes Taylor Heineke in the Washington program. He's yet to have a full season to himself as the quarterback, whether it be injury or being a backup. Why not give Taylor Heineke the keys to the to the franchise for at least a year? Like let him playoff games. Yeah, like (laughs) he's a proven. (laughs) I don't want to say he's a proven winner, but like he is willing to put his. The t- like the belief Life. in the yeah like on the line <laughs> he's got the right mindset <laughs> like you we really think that Carson Wentz is gonna step in fourth quarter <laughs> like for a touchdown like, no no because he'll be hurt in the second <laughs> is he gonna do anything like no he's not gonna do anything i just think it's hilarious that the colts literally got him just because frank reich likes him and they used a first round pick on him just because of that and they literally got three third rounders back they couldn't even get a second rounder out of it i think both sides 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner lost this trade i think we, i think whenever carson wentz gets traded both sides will lose this trade because carson wentz should have carson wentz is a starting quarterback but i don't care anymore carson wentz should not be in this league like he's just annoying at this point like i i hate when he gets traded i hate when there's any news around him because no matter where carson wentz is you're due to go like 500 or a couple games below and it's it doesn't matter he could literally go to the best team on planet earth and he would lose them games because of how bad carson wentz is now and he used carson wentz carson wentz mvp candidate at one point um did he win the mvp they love, nope they love you okay he almost him. did he like almost did. Fate, See, like, this is carson why i like wentz having stuff that's why I like having Stav because I have these questions in my head and Stav just knows them. Like, how do you know that he didn't win that MVP? Because it was 2017 when Tom Brady won and the Patriots faced the Eagles yeah. and he was hurt, so he didn't. You do that well. If I asked you that, you would have been like, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely would have told you that. Shut up. Oh, no. uh, I don't know why. I don't, why did he, like, this isn't the division for him. It didn't work out the first time with the Eagles. There's why no the such thing as a division, division for him. And the Cowboys well, just got two free go wins. They would have usually split with Washington. The Eagles are now fighting against Washington. The defense was awful last year. They dealt with injuries. And they also just dealt straight up with inconsistency from guys like Chase Young. And, like, they they have a safety that's white. So they're not going to be good <laughs> at football. It's nice, as simple uh... as that. Apke? He ran. Yeah, he ran yeah. a fast forty, and he hasn't been fast since then. He's like he's terrible. He, he, he ran the forty in like four two. Just for the forty. Like a four two nine forty, and since then he runs like a seven. Like no, he he's is nice. slow. He's not yeah. good. And then they tried to move him to corner last year. Yeah, they played him right. in the preseason there, and then they moved him right back. Like he's not, okay. they well, don't. Like, they have big like, holes. And Carson Wentz doesn't feel like a quarterback. Question: I want both of you to answer. I'm going to start with Will's opinion on this. Who would you rather have as your quarterback, Carson Wentz or Daniel Jones? Give me Danny Dimes any day. I think I think on a good team he could actually provide like some solid quarterback play. I mean he's already a tank out there. He freaking runs like he's Saquon Barkley. Like they got two of them on the same team, and then he could actually no, sling the rock a little Saquon bit too. Never plays. Oh, that's very true. Like he's never <laughs> out there, so like, yeah, no, it really makes me play football. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I'd rather have Jay Jones. I think he's Great, good. What do you think? I, like, I think he's good. I, I agree 100% with Will. I think Daniel Jones um, is the best athlete out of Duke in the past 10 years. Um, I think that he's the only thing other than Jason Tatum. Um, like, this, this doesn't count Jason Tatum. I don't count Jason Tatum as someone from Duke. He's only there for, like, two two weeks. Um, <laughs> um, I think that Daniel Jones has the ability to be one of the greatest halfbacks that played quarterback of all time. Um, and I think that Daniel Jones can throw the ball very far, but not very accurate. 
those are all things that Carson Wentz can't do because Carson Wentz can't throw the ball far and it's still not very accurate. So overall, like Carson Wentz is just literally one of the worst players that one of the one of the worst best football players I've ever seen in my life. That's not going to make sense, but it should if you think like He's I the do. Worst Daniel Jones. Ever. Daniel Jones, and this is why I like Taylor Heineke, Daniel Jones will literally put his body on the line on, like, a first and 25 off, like, a big penalty. Like, he'll try to run for the 25 yards, and they'll be down by, like, 30 points. Danny Dimes wants it. The issue is Danny Dimes gets hurt when he wants it. Um, So Carson Wentz gets hurt anyway. So I'm just going to go Daniel Jones, younger, throws the ball further, and he runs really fast. So the thing with Carson, I I agree with that. I just kind of want to hear because I've been seeing that comparison. Um, Carson Wentz likes to make bad situations worse. Yes. And I just feel like FedEx Field is in general is just such a dumpster fire that <laughs> yeah, it's just gonna be hilarious that. to watch. To be honest, just like <laughs> Carson Wentz slipping all yeah, Carson Wentz slipping all over the place like on his backside throwing a ball up in the air that gets picked off by a D lineman when they're on their own one. So. It's going to be Carson funny, Wentz, I think. Carson Wentz has dope. three years left in the NFL. That's my prediction. Um, uh, yeah, this is his last year because he's not going to be good. He won't be good at all. And I'm sad about it. I like seeing guys um, from the FCS be successful. And Carson Wentz being one of the greatest FCF, FCS players of all time. It's just nice to see that, like, it's not all about the SEC. It's not all about, like, these big schools um, that guys like like Carson Wentz can go out there and be a first round pick, um, be the first overall pick, and um, it, it's it's just sad because the only reason he's not good at football anymore is because of his injuries. He was once a great player, but he's done, and I think everybody's just holding on to him for a little bit too long, and he's gonna get this last chance to be a starting quarterback, and he's gonna blow it, and he he'll most likely, if not, get injured. He'll do what he did with the Colts. He'll be a couple games under 500, and the the Washington Commanders are going to regret that they wasted a year that they could have used on a young guy that could potentially be something. So Carson Wentz, no matter what, it's a lose-lose situation. Honestly, yes. But the second thing is, I bet you he gets beat out for the starting job. You think so? Because I think – um, it has I, to be a competition. There's freaking four quarterbacks that could start there. Yeah, is Fitzpatrick is back? I think Fitzpatrick retired. Did yeah, he not? He retired. Um, Kyle Allen's there, too. He plays, like, every now and then for them. He's, He's good. Point. I do like Kyle That's Allen. That's Riverdale like Brown's guy. Yeah, that That's is. Riverdale that is. That guy. is. They they came through together. <laughs> so they did. Kyle Allen. That's his guy. That's his ride or die. That Cam went you down. They're like, this is our guy. The commanders are going to draft a quarterback in the mid rounds too. Yeah, I of bet, course, just because, because I feel like they draft a quarterback in the mid rounds like every year and then they drop him. Um, but I was going to say, it, real quick, I want to get back to the Seahawks bef- before we um, actually no, I'll, I'll save it for later. I'm sorry for even bringing that up because I'll, I'll save it for later because we're going to be talking about them again. Uh, but moving on, big note, big news from Arizona, Kyler Murray. This is like the funniest thing ever because like this is the first time where social media is like actually impacting us like completely with a player kyler murray this is gonna sound so dumb and all the old heads that listen to us are gonna be like what does this have to do with anything kyler murray reposted the cardinals on his instagram 
that's a pretty big deal. That is a big deal. Up, Tyler. Don't worry, Cardinals guys. Everything is all under control here. That's big. Wait, that's not like, only did he repost no them. Hold on. Not only did he repost them, he followed them again. Like, they're all the way back. Yeah. What that's in big. the sixth grade is this? Like <laughs> That's how it works. Tyler Murray looks like he's in sixth grade, dude. so that's how that's how he's doing it. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I don't really the NFL pisses me off sometimes. Yeah. And every single piece of every single bullet point that we have on our notes today about the NFL, and this is the end before we get into our questions late at the end of the episode. Um, every single bullet point has pissed me off. Russell Wilson getting traded, you can see why. Aaron Rodgers, he, uh, he's an asshole. Um, Deshaun Watson, um, <laughs> Carson, Wentz, <laughs> Carson Wentz pisses me off, and now Kyler Murray. Uh, that's like when you get a, in a fight with your girlfriend and like she blocks you on everything, so you have to Gmail her. Like this is, this is like that's <laughs> of that nature. So the NFL bad, bad couple of days from the NFL in my opinion. It's been a lot of news, which is good because all publicity is a good publicity unless you're Deshaun Watson. Um, but moving on, conference tournament week is upon us officially. This is the greatest week of march i'm gonna say the great this is the greatest two week span of march this week next week and we have our conference tournaments next week we have the round of 64 the round of 32 this is awesome i'm i'm so happy to be here i just want to say first off um the big conferences are starting this week the big conferences started on tuesday on tuesday with the acc who else played yesterday? There's a couple of, of different ones. Um, um, SEC starts today. Pac-12 yeah. might have started yesterday, or if not today. I'm to I think recording. the Pac-12 starts today. Um, but no, I'm extremely, extremely excited. Um, unfortunately, we have to start off with the worst conference in college. Gonzaga won the West Coast Conference. Yeah, St. Mary's also punched a ticket into the tournament, so that's bigger news than Gonzaga. We were all ready for that one. How'd they punch um, a ticket? Bryant, um, seating, because of their, they, 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 they uh, what's it called? On the prediction, my bad. On the prediction, I have it there, they, they, uh, they clinched. Oh, oh, on Joe Lenardi's bracketology? Yes. Okay, you know what, I want to say, I, like, I didn't know if it was, like, a physical clinch, but I agree. No. So, I, I just like, didn't know the way that you meant it. No, nah, no, nah, yeah, yeah, that, like, that's what I was trying to explain. I, like, yeah, no, you, you're right. I just want, yeah, I just didn't no. know if, like, someone, like, came out and, like, put it in, oh, in no. stone or something. But I, I no, yeah, but, they, like, they're, they're definitely predicted. in. They are definitely in. Yeah, they're, they're, they're in, so they're getting in. Um, Bryant will be fighting to play in <laughs> as a 16 seed. There was actually a brawl last night. At the that, game. Was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, All right. I, I don't know if you guys saw any of the highlights of this game, but Brian absolutely walloped uh, West. Yes. I think it, was, it got up to a 36-6 to six start or something like that. I'm surprised they didn't win by more. But who's that guy, Kiss on Bryant? Is his last name? Oh, my gosh. He might. He might yeah, Where's it that? is Kiss. He, might, he might win the first round. Single-handedly. Yeah, by himself. This kid was making every shot, and he's cocky. Oh, he's going to piss off yes, so many yeah. people. He's going to piss yeah. off so many old heads like, in the, the round of 64. Every single bucket he makes, he celebrates. 
Every yeah. single like one. It's awesome. Celebra- it's like my 2K character. <laughs> like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, it's like this kid's crazy. I think the coach snapped at him in the middle of the game. Like, dude, what are you doing? We're up by 50 and you're still like doing cartwheels and stuff. Like, calm down. No, this kid, this kid's interesting. He's he's kind of electric, but I can totally see myself getting pissed off at him. It's like somehow, and I don't know how the seeding is going to work, but it's like LSU matches up with Bryant somehow, and like kiss hits a jump shot and like celebrates. I'm gonna get pissed off. I'm just mentally prepared. Yeah, I think I think if you're LSU, you could maybe see him in the second round if. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. They, because because Brian's going to be a 16 seed. I don't know. Are they? Get, uh, yeah, they're they're going to be the first. Like they're going to oh, be playing in the mind. first four. In little I hope Brian yeah. is going to Gonzaga and beat them. That would be so. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I'm glad we're still on Gonzaga because I don't think Gonzaga is going to make it to the Elite Eight. I don't I like don't Gonzaga. I, I'll probably have him losing the second round. Their guard, I don't remember his name because he's not actually a real person, just like everybody that attends that university, um, other than Chet Holmgren and, and then Jalen Suggs as well. Um, nobody else there is real. So that point guard, his lack of consistency is a big deal um, because when he's on, they are the greatest team in the nation. Um, but most of the time he's off. I don't think Gonzaga deserves to be the number one seed. Um, I think they deserve a number one seed uh, in March Madness. I'm saying, like, the nation uh, AP poll, I don't think they should be the number one seed. I, I see a few different teams that could get it. Um, it's going to go to Gonzaga anyways after beating St. Mary's. Um, Gonzaga's not making it to the Elite Eight. If they do, it's just straight up because of that coach. That coach is awesome. They don't have a lot of bench because they're not real. Um Chet Holmgren is scrawny. If you can put a couple mus- couple pounds on, he's going to be a good player in the NBA. Drew Timmy, not a real person. I just, I'll never believe in Gonzaga to actually win one. I, I like, I don't think they have it in them at all. I'm anti Gonzaga. I, I don't know why. I have like a personal vendetta against. Um, I have a personal vendetta against powerhouses in sports that don't face anyone strong. Like, when Gonzaga is in this conference with two teams max that are going to make the tournament, I think St. Mary's, maybe San Francisco. Is San Francisco in that conference? Yes. Yeah, yeah so those in. two are probably going to be the only other two teams in that conference to make the tournament, but they're not if, even going to be high. I, I, don't, I don't know if San Fran will even make it. Yeah, I don't think like, San Fran's going to be in it. Two other teams max. Like, I don't think they're yeah. even going to be in it. So, like, one other team is going to be in the tournament. 
I hate how they're a one seed just because their strength of schedule doesn't even compare to some of the, like the lower seeds in the ACC and the SEC. Like we talk about it all the time, like Arkansas, Tennessee. I feel like Tennessee could give Gonzaga a run for their money. And like 100%. They're, they're going to be a lower seed in the tournament, not lower like a four or five seed. But like, you know what I mean? I just don't feel like strength of schedule weighs in as much of a factor as it should. Right, and I think they I play uh, they they play a def- decently tough uh, out of conference schedule. They have like a couple of t- games that aren't great opponents, but other than that, like uh, they've played Texas, um, UCLA, Duke, Bama when they were ranked, Texas Tech, just to name a few. Um, but a lot of the games that they do play are in conference. That's the reason they're twenty six and three. Um, the games that they've lost to Duke. Bama, and then they lost a crazy one to St. Mary's. I remember watching at St. Mary's on senior night. Um, so that was a big upset slate. But they've lost to three ranked teams because St. Mary's is ranked as well. Um, they've only played, I think, five ranked games. So they're two and three against ranked opponents. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the stamp on them. They're frauds. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. I I would say more about Gonzaga, but you guys pretty much already covered yeah, everything yeah. I had to like completely dismantle them about. They're just, they're not it. Right. Um, I did want to talk about um, Lenardi's bracket predictions because they're quite interesting. They move every day. I always find them very intriguing to look at because uh, Indiana's on the first team out list, which is a big, big team to have on that list. And then SMU is on the last team in, which is very interesting. Yeah, the Ponies, an absolute powerhouse. The Hoosiers, um, 18 and 12. They are ninth, ninth in the Big Ten. Um, it's it's just tough. They played a tough schedule this year. They beat some teams that they had to beat. They lost to some teams that they also had to beat. I could totally see them not making the tournament because um, the thing is with um, with the Big Ten, it's you're playing, obviously, some of the best teams in the nation. If you're not winning games, and, and I always say it this way, if you're not winning games that you're not supposed to win, but, like, those little sneak-up games where you're at home, maybe you can take down a ranked opponent, um, you're screwed. So it's not the best 64 teams in the nation to be in the in the in um, in March Madness. So some guys get snubbed out. I think Indiana makes sense that they won't be in it. You know, I agree. I just thought it was interesting because they were on a little bit of a run. They were doing well. Could be interesting. Yeah, they um, had, they had a good they had a good little run. I I don't think they'll do anything in this tournament. Yeah, no. I'm in agreement. I think even if they made it, I don't think they would make a lot of noise. But it was interesting to see that there. But I did want to talk about a couple games that already happened today. One being a big game, Syracuse FSU. Uh, Syracuse absolutely dismantled them. Uh, Buddy Baham threw a punch, and they won 96 to 50. Yeah, not only not only was it Buddy Beheim throwing punches, but they were just raining threes the whole game. Yeah. Um, Syracuse, my dark horse team to make a semifinal run um, in this ACC tournament, sitting at 16 and 16 right now. They finished ninth in the ACC. Um, but when it comes down to it, this is the best team when it comes to team chemistry. They have two brothers on their team, and the two brothers' dad is their head coach. 
And then they have Joe Girard III, who I'm pretty sure is a Bayheim as well. He looks like the Bayheims. Um, he is a walking bucket. Buddy Bayheim, may I say, the second greatest Syracuse player of all time. I'm going to go out and say it. Carmelo's number one. Um, the other guys that they had didn't play a full four years. Buddy Bayheim has been doing this for years in the Carrier Dome. The Carrier Dome is literally his house. When he gets packages delivered, it is to the Carrier Dome. Buddy Bayheim is legit. Buddy Bayheim is one of those guys that erupts in March. And, and another person, not only Gerard, not only Jimmy Bayheim, not only Buddy Bayheim, Cole Swider is a great player, 6'9". He plays center for them, um, listed at forward. He's from Rhode Island. If he can do something in this ACC tournament, they're going to win a few games. The only way they're getting into the into March Madness, however, is if they win the ACC tournament. Sadly, I don't think they have enough bench to do so. Syracuse, though, a big win over FSU. FSU, who a lot of people at the beginning of the season thought were going to be in the tournament, that is no chance anymore. I think they were the eighth seed. It was Yeah, because it was the eight versus the nine. Um, FSU yep. just really couldn't get anything going, had a lot of foul trouble late. Um, or not, I mean, and by then it didn't even matter. Syracuse just right away, right away, they got right into it. Um, I, I mean, Syracuse, where did I hear this before, that this might be their first, like, losing season? Yeah, yeah, so, so, uh, this might be Jim Beheim's first season under 500 ever. Yeah, so, ever. but, I mean, I think if they win, win one, one more. more, they'll be 500. Yeah. Like regardless, yeah. I know. yes. But um, I kind of wanted to talk about BC and how they upset Wake Forest because BC isn't really good. But they they're thirteen and nineteen right now. Yep. But I mean, the brothers in the backcourt of um, Makaya Ashton Langford and a uh, Derek. What is it? Demar, Demar Langford. Demar. 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 Isn't why why am I is Makai from Worcester? They both are. Demar went to SPM. Oh, no, yeah. If um, if yeah. one of them's from Worcester, then the other one's from. Yeah, but that's it's kind of cool seeing local kids. Well, I mean, if, even if they, I doubt they'll win the ACC. I doubt that. But like, is that their only shot at making the tournament? I assume yeah, so. yeah. They're sitting at yeah. thirteen and nineteen, an awful conference record. Um, but it's hard when you're BC in the ACC. I'm glad that we talked about this game as well because I've met the Langfords multiple times. I played um rec league with them growing up um so this was a great win for boston college in general not only for uh the langford brothers but bc and whole putting your name up up there in the acc beating a team like wake forest to wake forest had a great 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 season they had the acc player of the year they're 23 and 9 um just to take a team like that down gives a lot of momentum when it comes to the recruiting process in Boston College. And if they can keep pulling off upsets this late, like this on a yearly basis, um, you're going to start to see some recruits landing in Chestnut Hill. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great for Boston College because that's the way you get recruits is by winning games and winning these big games that you're not supposed to win. I love saying it. I'm going to say it literally for the rest of my life. Yeah, it's. I, I feel like we kind of have this – similar conversation with bc every single year like oh if they win this game recruits are going to start coming and then eventually we get excited and then if it doesn't happen i hope it does just because 
hope for BC. Yeah, I mean a big change. A big change um, is the change in head coach. This is his first year. Um, Coach Earl Grant. Um, I just wanted to say that I love him as the head coach. I think he's a fantastic college basketball head coach. I think he's going to do great things. I think he's going to turn around this franchise and then he's going to go off and get a bigger, better job when one opens. So I, I think the future is very bright for Boston College. They're in a great market. They're in a great um, division or great conference in the ACC. They have everything that they need to go off and sign some recruits in New England is a big area for basketball. It's a very slept on area. They can also uh, steal guys from New York that would go to Syracuse or other destinations around that area. Um, I think this is really the start for Boston College. I don't think they're going to win another game the rest of the season, but just to steal this one's really big. Agreed. Agreed. So um, moving on to the NBA, uh, just got a couple of things to cover here. Um, Devin Booker coming back. Um, I don't think he's played since the um, All-Star break, has he? No. Um, no. I don't. I want to say I don't think so. Right. So um, I guess we'll just cover this real quick. Chris Paul is still going to be out for a little bit. The Sun's still sitting as the number one seed, rightfully so. I think they've only lost 13 or 14 games. We talked about their game against the Bucks on our previous episode. If you guys uh, want to check out what we talked about, the Suns. So we don't really have to cover it on this. Um, but yeah, bringing Devin Booker back at this time, they're set for another little run. Hopefully Cam Johnson can come back full strength too, because I think he'll be back soon and the Suns could be looking at another finals run. I agree. I think, I I think the Suns are going to win the West. I just think they're too talented. Like I said, last episode, um, but Devin Booker coming back obviously only makes them a lot scarier. Right. That's facts. Um, so looking up at some games that are coming up this week, two on Wednesday, two on Thursday. So we'll throw out some predictions there because you guys will already hear them or you guys will already see the results by Friday when this episode comes out at 3 p.m. Um, first off, our own Celtics. You got to throw them in every single episode because obviously that's our squad. Take on the Hornets on Wednesday. I think we're full strength, right? Yes, we're full strength. Yeah. Full strength. I want to say the Hornets are as well. Terry Rozier coming off a 30-point night after um, Kyrie dropped 50 on him on 19 shots, which was a great performance. Um, straight up, Celtics minus 7.5. I like them at spread. I like them at money line. Yep. I got the Celtics. I, think, I got the Celtics, too. I think this is going to be a really good game. and I think the Celtics are going to win by a lot, and I think we're going to see Nick Stauskas play tonight, which I'm excited to see because I like him. Do do we all like the spread? Seven and What's a half. Spread yes, I do. I'll yeah. take it. I'll take it right now. I will literally Not plug a betting it in man, right now. But I'm gonna take it. Yeah. So um, hypothetically, mo- <laughs> moving on, we have Hawks Bucks. Um, I think this will be a good game. Trey Young. I want to say they're they're in the plan right now. I don't know exactly where they are in the plan. I want to say the nine seed. Trey Young, though, the guy that. The 10. Um, Trey Young is a guy that can will his team into the playoffs no matter what. I think a big test game right here for the Bucks, Maybe an upset spot, spot for the Bucks. I'm going to take the Hawks. I'm going to take I'm the Hawks. I'm also going to take the Hawks, and I'm predicting a big, big game from Trey Young. I think he's going to wall up them with points. I think he's going to have a really great night. I mean, the Hawks are such a tricky team to yeah. 
pick and choose from just because they always choke, I feel like. I feel like they can't really close out games. I, I, I like the Bucks here. I think the Bucks are the Bucks home or are they are the Hawks home? Um, I think the Hawks are at home. No, 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 no. My bad, my bad. It's at the Pfizer Forum in Milwaukee. Yeah, I, I think yep. Milwaukee's gonna win this game. I, I don't think they're gonna, especially they didn't really play too great against the Suns, especially because the Suns were missing everyone, and that was a close game. I, mm-hmm. I think that Giannis has something to still say. You don't want his name yeah, to... yeah, and I, I don't think anybody on that Hawks team can guard Giannis. Or Middleton. I, I just don't think that Hawks team can play even, like, let's play this bit of defense. <laughs> right. Um. So, moving on to... The, okay, still on Wednesday, my bad. We got Suns Heat. Heat on a little Eastern Conference... Or, Suns on a little East, Eastern Conference uh, kick. Um. The Heat, who have... I feel like, in a sense, they haven't fell off. But a lot of their hype has died down. You don't hear about it's them as plateauing. much anymore. Yeah, they're which they're plateauing at a good spot, you could say. Um, I like the Suns though. D book coming back. Um, they're in. They are in Miami, right? Yes. Um, yes. Yes. So yeah, I I like I like the Heat in this game. Forty four and twenty two. Um, in Miami, I think this will be a big game for them. A, a nice little. Uh, I mean, cross, cross international, no, cross national game. Phoenix tired on a road stretch. D-Book coming back. I think they use it all against Milwaukee. I'm going to go the Heat. Yeah, I got the Heat here, too. I really don't. I'll take the I, I think, Why not? <laughs> I think the Heat <laughs> are such a solid defensive team. I think they're the most complete team in the East. And I think they're just going to tire out. Devin Booker like it's going to be kind of a rough game for him coming back in my opinion yeah um yeah I could see that I mean first game back is not always going to be the best but D-Book is the guy that can I feel like do it whenever he needs to um moving on Thursday two games on Thursday starting off Nets Sixers we already know Ben Simmons isn't playing a weird thing though Ben Simmons is going to be on the sideline for this game so stop. What are your thoughts? What's gonna What's gonna go down in Philadelphia when everybody sees Ben on the bench? Obviously they're gonna boo, but you know what I think would be hilarious if like the 76ers just didn't acknowledge him, like their fans just didn't like notice him at all. I feel like that would tear him up inside, like because he's I think he's like filing a claim or something against the 76ers for like mm-hmm. emotional trauma, and he already said Grievance. his ret- yeah agree like. He already said his return is gonna be bad. Like he's gonna use that as a key point in his uh, grievance. But he already said he was gonna do it. So what if the 76ers fans just didn't acknowledge him and he had no case against them? Like I think that would, that would be hilarious. Be awesome. That'd be <laughs> awesome. I mean, I mean, if you're gonna file a claim like that, and any player that left the team can do that. I mean, James Harden could do that. For the Rockets, Kyrie could do that. I mean, Kyrie kind of did do that for the Celtics. He got my man's locked up for five years. But um, free the water bottle, too. Um, <laughs> other other than that, getting on to the actual game, Joel Embiid, unstoppable. But so are Katie and Kyrie, and the game is in Philly, meaning Kyrie should be good to go. Fresh off a 50-point performance. And you guys can't lie, that 50-point performance was – the definition of smooth, the definition Kyrie of Irving. Like, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Off 19 yeah. shot attempts. 
I think he hit yeah. 12 threes or something like that, or took 12 threes, maybe made eight of them, something like that, something of that nature. But um, scoring 50 points, he only got 11 of his points from the line, which is way less than what Joel Embiid gets. I think the Nets are going to go on a little run right now, and I think this is going to be a big game that keeps it going. Yeah, I agree. I do think that the Nets are kind of going to be the all the way back. I do think um, they're going to end up being like a seven seed just because of where their record's at right now. And I think they're going to end up facing the whoever's that two seed in the first round. I think they're going to beat whoever the two seed is. Like, imagine we see a Philadelphia 76ers and Brooklyn Nets first round matchup. That would like, be insane. Be crazy. Right. I don't know. We'll I, see what happens. Yeah. You're going to go Sixers, Will? Um, I'm going to go Sixers. I think they stand them up tonight at home. Joel Embiid's probably going to be at the free throw line half the game. Um, and Harden will probably do his pieces, too. So. Right. So, oh, so yeah. We, I feel like it's kind of it, – it's funny how um, everyone forgets that this is also James Harden's return facing Brooklyn. Because yeah, that, but he was only there for like a year. Yeah, but it didn't really – end too well like he's he's kind of pu- or he was kind of public with his complaints about Kyrie right right but so I maybe maybe they might have a little something something like who knows but the good news is it's not at Brooklyn it's at Philly so it's not like the fans are gonna get involved or it's not like there's gonna be anything on the jumbotron so I think yeah. if, if anything it'll be player to player which might even be worse maybe even coach to player who knows what James Harden could do same with Kyrie Irving two guys who could just they could really actually like maybe end that in a fight on the court. Like this might be a malice at the palace type situation. <laughs> um, but finishing up our games, um, on Thursday, the Nuggets taking on the Warriors. The Warriors falling off, I'd say. And Stav talked about it on the last episode. Missing out on Draymond Green is huge. Um, they don't have anybody that's going to contain Nikola Jokic. I think this is going to be um, a double-digit win for the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I, I think the the uh, Nuggets are going to win. I saw a perfect comparison of Clay Thompson. He's literally Duncan Robinson with an attitude. And <laughs> right As of right now. Yeah, no, right, na- right say, now. Yeah, 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 not, not prime Clay, yeah. not prime Clay. No, I don't want to really disrespect Clay, but like right now I think that's a perfect comparison. I feel like the Warriors are kind of falling apart. They really need Draymond. That's take the nice. dubs. You'll take the dubs? All right. I'll take Sounds the dubs. like a plan. That's going to wrap up our... The, the world. Yeah. Well, I, I know what Will's approach is. It's if all three of us pick the same team, then we're wrong. So I respect Will for yeah, no, I, stepping I, I in and really that. filling in for that, Will. I appreciate you, Will. Yeah, I do appreciate that. Of course. <laughs> yeah, all right. So moving on, we got some questions that got sent in from Instagram. Thank you for everybody that sent those in. Um, I think we're going to start doing that more. I think that's something that we can implement. I don't know what episodes we're going to start doing them in um, from here on out. It depends on, I guess, which episodes don't have as much content. But I thought this would be a good episode to kind of get things in. So our first question, shout out my boy Charlie. Sleeper team for the NBA playoffs this year. Maybe a team that's in the bubble to make the play-in that you guys think will make the play-in. Um, or a team that's already in the playoffs that isn't really getting that much hype. Who do we um, think that can make a little run? Hold on. I, I don't want to interrupt, but I kind of do at the same time. This is breaking news. MLB okay. plans to cancel two more series, uh, bringing the first two weeks to the, of the regular season to a uh, cancellation. But, wow. anyways, back yeah. to what we were saying. 
Yeah, so um, I guess I can get things started if you guys want me to. Um, I have a team from each side. Um, first off, I'm going to go with the Mavericks, so the five seed. Um, I feel like that's not – like they're not a top three seed, which is kind of what I'm taking for a sleeper team. Mavs coming in at five. Luka Doncic is playing great basketball and I, after the trade that they made. Um, they're playing awesome. I think they're going to continue to – thrive throughout this whole second half of the season or i think there's only like 15 how many games is there left there's not a ton of games yeah there's like 15 left yeah yeah so i I think that the mavs are a great team out of the west i think having that star in luca is going to get them a long way um on the eastern side first off i want to say the what's the opposite of a sleeper team i'm awake on these guys Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Like, well, well, yeah, I don't even know what I would say. Um, no, not a, not a favorite because like this is a, a team that gets a lot of hype but I think is bad. Is the Chicago Ooh. Bulls. Yeah. Um, yeah, they yes. they don't beat good teams ever. They play a lot of bad teams. They've already fallen down to the four seed, um, mm-hmm. and they're going to continue to slip down. Um, a team that I mean, I'm not going to name the Nets at the eight, but I'm going to go right back to the Hawks and Trey Young. They're a team that I mean, they did it last year at a low seed. They got all the, as far as they did, um, beating some great teams along the way. Um, so the Atlanta Hawks at the ten seed is my Eastern Conference team. Um, I like those. I like those. I'll start off in the West. Um, I know I just kind of hated on them, but I'll go with the Nuggets. I think they're right in the middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. I think they're a perfect example of someone that could make a run in the playoffs, team that could build together towards the end of the season, possibly put things together and get a, knock out a couple teams. Who knows? I mean, I know it's kind of it's going to be tough to get out the Suns and even the Grizzlies, um, but I mean, depending on who they play, they they definitely do have a shot. Right. I mean, obviously, right now, they would be playing the Mavericks, but, like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, no matter be, what, I think be, if they're... Any team that's on the bottom on half the, is going to have a tough matchup. Exactly. And I yeah. think just them being a good team as a whole, I feel like they'll, they'll bring a good matchup, could be a good sleeper. And in the East, I feel like they're not as a sleeper anymore. It's our team. Yeah. We're kind of on the come up, but I feel like we're, I feel like we're still in that sleeper category. We're trending upwards at the right time, and I feel like the energy is just there. I feel like I can't leave them out. But if not, honestly, our matchup in the playoffs right now, the Cavs. Yeah, that's what. Right. No, right now, right now we're matched up with the Bulls. Which, I mean, the Bulls. My bad. The Bulls yeah. stink. The Bulls so stink. I'm not mad about that. I think I don't think I don't think the C's will finish as the five seed. I think I think I, we might be in the top three. 
I, I think, I think we four. could get up there. I want the Seas to get a four spot, especially for that first round matchup against the Bulls. Hypothetically, if the Bulls drop to five, I think we sweep the Bulls, especially we have the first two games at home. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, kind of, Will, I think that wraps up your picks, right, for your sleepers? Yeah. Okay. Um, Western Conference, the Jazz. I think the Jazz are major sleepers. I feel like everybody, every, year in and year out, everyone forgets about the Jazz. They still have yeah. Donovan Mitchell, who's That's a superstar facts. in my opinion. They, they always still have get Rudy, in the playoffs. Yeah. They have Rudy Gobert, who's year in and year out defensive player of the year. Like, Mike Conley's a stud. Like, they have a lot of guys who just don't get recognition. They're a four spot right now, and this kind of contradicts what you said, Griff, about the Mavericks, but I think the Jazz can handle their business in the first round. I don't know if they're – I think they need to get up to that three spot to kind of make some actual noise in the playoffs, maybe get to the conference finals. I don't see them beating the Suns because I do think the Suns are going to make it out of the West. But out of the East, my sleeper team is the Cavs. I love the Cavs. I think Darius Garland, what he's doing is going so unnoticed. Uh, like, the other night, I think against the 76ers, he put up, like, 26 and 19. And then last night, he put up, like, four. Last night. He, what do you, how many assists did he have? Like, I think he had, like, 13 yeah, or 14. He had, yeah, he had, like, 41 points and 14 assists or something. It's, it's crazy. He's carrying that. And yeah. Jared Allen is going to be out for a little bit, so that's going to be interesting to see how they – respond to that without they're gonna need evan mobley to step up yeah exactly but then exactly then you got a guy like evan mobley who's exceeding all expectations he's probably gonna be the rookie of the year you know i I like the Cavs. i really like the way they're trending and who knows in the future i know this is just we're talking about this year but like colin sexton coming back only makes that team a lot better so right that's facts um so uh, first off i want to say i like how we all had separate teams so we we can be watching out for um, those teams see how they're doing. Um, all middle of the pack teams, except for the Hawks, who's currently in the play-in. I like all those teams. The NBA, the NBA this year is very evenly spread, I would say, and it makes it a lot more entertaining. So, um, moving on. Um, I'm glad that we get back to the Seahawks now that I'm a little bit warmed up. Because when I was talking about them earlier, I was very upset. Um, but we got a nice little question. Shout out D. Um. Thoughts on the parallelism of OKC, as in the OKC's Thunder, in Seattle trading Russell Wilson for the future, um, and which which one is going to be greater in the long run? Um, so I'll get things started once again. Um, I thought about this question for a while, actually. And um, there's a big difference between what we did with Russell Wilson and what Oklahoma City has done with who they do it with. They did it with Chris Paul with Paul George, with, with Russell Westbrook. So first off, that's a big difference. They they traded some a couple superstars. We traded one. We got some picks. Um, and, and to speak upon the picks, the Thunder have like 20 picks coming up in the next two or three years. The Seahawks, all they did was get their picks back. So I could see how it looks originally, but you have to take into effect um, how many picks we lost in the Jamal Adams trade. All we, do, all we did pick-wise was even ourselves back out. We gained a couple of second rounders. Um, Oklahoma City. Um, I, I like making these cl- cross-sport comparisons. Oklahoma City is a lot more set for the future than the Seahawks are. Seahawks are young in the NFL, but Oklahoma City just has so many picks, and I'm interested to see um, your thoughts on it, Will. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like it's a tough comparison to make just because, one, we're so, like, 
young into these like early transitions into like the future for franchises like we're seeing a lot of teams trend toward these like ways if like however they seem fit um but i really feel like oklahoma is setting themselves up for a nice future because they're already they're, they're already starting off strong like they're young guys their picks they're they're making the right moves like it's like obviously to make mistakes because they have so many damn picks but like they're hitting in on all of them and even if like they let's say like hypothetically we'll put a number they have like 20 picks let's say like five to ten of them hit like you have that's, a lot of trade bait that's too. a third of your yeah it's a third of your like, roster you know, like even if like at that point whoever's a star whoever's looking to move like i mean like you're I'm looking okay. to land some like you're you're looking to land some great players as well as the people that you already find in the draft. Like they might not even need to use them as trade. They can honestly just form a whole team just around their players that they pick. Yep. Like that's kind of the direction they're heading in. I agree, especially because the Thunder have hit on some picks recently. Like Josh Giddy, he's awesome. Like he's kind of a walking double double triple double type guy who's very unselfish, a great. And then obviously you have Shea, who is a perfect buildings uh block who they got in the paul george trade right yeah that was yeah mm-hmm. so they got two studs already two young studs who are going to be in the league for a lot longer they only have like they have a lot of money and they have a lot of picks like i think their future is very bright and i can see like everyone said how the parallels with seattle and oklahoma city have from like the future only pr- like perspective not including the past However, I do think they intersect only just from the future, not yeah. the past. Like you said, Griff, the Seahawks are just getting back their picks. The Thunder are gaining picks. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, the Thunder sitting at 14th in the Western Conference. They haven't put it all together yet. They have a lot of time to do so. Um, <clears throat> one comparison that is blatant um, through both of them. I think both teams are going through a rebuild. Um, the Thunder obviously started off a, a little bit sooner than the Seahawks did. But um, if the Seahawks make a couple more trades, and I'm guessing they will to get a lot younger as well, um, we I honestly wouldn't even mind it because I've watched a lot of the Thunder games this year as well. I've watched a lot of highlights. Um, and like you said, Stav, they've hit on a lot of guys, um, and they're all young. Um, Josh Kitty, rookie. You said potentially Mobley. I think Josh Giddy. I mean, he's one of the past four uh, rookies of the month. I think he's going to be our rookie of the year. I think the Thunder are going to get another good pick. I mean, they're going to have like four picks in the first round this year. Um, but their pick is going to be a good one. And I think they're going to have a couple of top 15 picks. And they're just going to keep going like that for a couple of years until they build up this foundation where the guys that hit stay and the guys that are like good but not great. They trade those away for more picks, and they just keep going like this. Sam Presti – wait, no. Sam Presti's their GM, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sam Presti really set them up for the future to just keep recycling this. And, and it's literally like you're going to lose for a couple years, understood. And I'm hoping this is the route that the CRs are going. We're going to be fun for a couple years, but we're going to stink. And then just wait until these guys are hitting their primes, and, and we're going to be darn good. So it, it's going to be – it's going to be – a very, very long run for the Seahawks. The Thunder have already started it. Um, so I, 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 they're definitely both rebuilding. I think OKC is more set up for the future, though. So that, that was a great question. Um, I like comparing between sports because I feel like we don't see it that often. 
um, the cross-sport comparison of, like, what teams kind of resemble other teams across the other leagues. Um, and we hear about it a lot in, like, the the soccer world, a lot of soccer comparisons, but I'm glad that we got a little basketball to football comparison. Um, next question. Um, th- this may not come off the top of the head for you guys, so I'll get, I'll get into it right away because I have the questions up. Um, the biggest sleeper in March Madness. The first name that comes to mind to me, UNC. I know Will is probably thinking the same as well, but there's there's a few names. There's a few teams that I really think can make a couple of runs. Um, once again, Tennessee, Arkansas. Um, there's those. I, I think those are my big three. There's UNC. There's Tennessee. There's Arkansas. There's so many other teams that I can say. Um, but I guess I'll get into a little bit about a couple of them. So Tennessee played Arkansas in the regular season. We saw, I mean, to end the regular season, we saw Tennessee win that at home. I think Tennessee is a great at-home team. Um, I think they play a great team ball. They have the shooters for it to really make it maybe to the Elite Eight. And I think Arkansas has kind of they have like the same level of foundation, just in different ways. They don't really have the shooters. They have the bigs and they have the athleticism. And then they have the guy, which I talk about it a lot. Having that guy for you in March Madness is a big deal. JD Note for Arkansas, definitely that guy. And then if you want to talk about UNC, um, Caleb Love could potentially be that guy. If not, mm-hmm. it's going to be Armando Baycott. But, but Armando Baycott is the guy that, we know what we're going to get from him. We're going to get a double-double from him, maybe a 20-point double-double from him every game. Um, but what's Caleb Love going to do? And I think if Caleb Love stays consistent throughout the tournament, um, throughout this ACC tournament, and then to make a little run of March Madness, Caleb Love's really going to be that piece that we're missing on. Um, any any of you guys have any names that come up to mind? You kind of had similar ones to me. I mean, obviously, I think we've all kind of been on the same page. Like, I'll, Yeah, I'll for, for you. Yeah. See, that's like... That's like obviously we all know that's my team. That's our team, Griff. Um, Tennessee was another one. I like them a lot. I think they're they have the capabilities to make a run. I was also thinking. I mean, obviously Arkansas. I feel like UCLA should be in that talk a little bit too. I think they still have a solid squad this year. They can still make some noise. Um, I know we talked about on this episode, but I feel like State Mary's sneaking in out of that conference could low-key make some noise. I feel like they're a well put together team. I mean they, I mean they pulled it together almost against Gonzaga. Like. If, like, I feel like if you can hold your own against Gonzaga, I know as much as we kind of debunk them a lot, but they're still a team that beats very good teams, like, in the tournament. Like, I feel like if you can hold your own against a team like that, you're definitely eligible to make some noise in March Madness. For sure. Um, a team that I feel like I've talked about a lot, Villanova, just because of my superstition of college basketball teams that make free throws, make it far in the tournament. They're a three seed, and um, I think they can make some noise. I, I think when it comes down to it, they shoot eight, 85% as a team from the line. That's kind of what I base my predictions off of. And I, I mean, Villanova's kind of built for college basketball. They're a big basketball school. Their coach, season vet, like these guys are ready for the spot. I think they're going to make some noise. I can definitely see them going at least to the Elite Eight. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So a couple of names, another another team I want to throw out there potentially is UConn. 
um, ranked at 20 in the nation. Um, by the way, shout out to UNC on the latest AP poll on Monday. We're ranked 25, so we're back. We're back. I don't want to hear it. Um, but UConn, I another to team. Some news actually. There was breaking news, news. Uh, for our ACC tournament. Buddy Beheim has been suspended against the game versus Duke. Oh well, there goes that. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. so there goes the 500 because they're not winning that without Buddy. That's what I'm saying. That's that's a big game. I know they have to win the win the ACC to really get in. But like honestly, after seeing UNC beat Duke, like Cuse could actually, if they had Cuse? full strength, okay. Like, like they have a team to beat Duke. Right. Um. So here here's what I have to say about Cuse. I've watched them a lot in the past few weeks, so I know exactly what they're gonna do. Like, because it, it's easy with Jim Beheim, and, and the and the best part about Beheim is it's easy. You know what they're gonna do. But the thing is, it works. Duke, though, <clears throat> they don't have a lot of depth, which is big for um, Syracuse. Because the way that Syracuse loses, and it's we've seen it. They, they've they lost some games that they had big leads in. Um, one that comes to mind recently is against uh, the University of Miami on senior night in the Carrier Dome. That's a big loss. They were up big. What Miami did, and then what Florida State didn't do until late, was a full-court press. These guys can't really beat a full-court press. And once they get past half court, there's not a lot of seconds left. I mean, they used up pretty much all eight of those seconds that they have. And if Duke can successfully run a full court press, run them out of the gym early, then Duke could look to maybe bring in their backups like in the second half. Other than that, though, they're going to have some struggles against Syracuse just because of their depth. So it's like both teams' weaknesses match up and then both teams' strengths match up. So it's going to be... Like, it's just whoever's going to come out there shooting hot and playing better defense. Syracuse's zone is going to eat Duke alive. It's going to eat Paolo Banchero alive um, because Paolo is more of an ISO guy. You can't run ISO against zone because the next guy will just up. It's it's crazy how, like, they're evenly matched in all terms except for skill, where Duke obviously holds the advantage. So if it's just going to be straight up on skill – it's going to be Duke. I think if it comes down to a coaching battle, Jimmy ba- Jim Beheim's going to take away from that. They're going to win this game with with or without Buddy. I mean, they have another Beheim that literally starts for them, so it's like the same guy. You're just missing out on a guy that's like two or three inches taller. Um, last thing I have to say about Syracuse, I hate going on rants about teams that are potentially or are most likely not going to win this game. Uh, they have They have – um, a center, Sidibe is his last name, who at the beginning of the season was supposed to be their starting center, dealt with a lot of injuries, he's only played 11 games this season. He's going to come in and fill that hole. It's going to move Jimmy down to a guard role because that's usually what Buddy plays. Jimmy's a little bit shorter, though, so Jimmy will fit in just well. It's going to be Joe Girard, Jimmy Beheim, Cole Swider, Jesse Edwards, or maybe Frank Anselm, probably Frank Anselm, and then Sidibe. So I think Buddy Beheim being out, that's their leading score. He averages like 20 a game. That's a big deal. Syracuse has enough, though, to sneak away with a dub that they shouldn't get. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm not ruling it out 100%. So I'm glad we brought that one yeah. up. Um, that was good breaking news. Um, for what I was going to say about UConn, um, just real quick, their lack of consistency is kind of might screw them. Um, that's what happens in March. You have to put your best days together. Um, I think they're coached very well. I think they've had a few guys step up. 
UConn, a sleeper team. But moving on, uh, this is going to be our last question. We got a few more. I appreciate all the questions that came in. Um, but the last question that we're going to go with, let me pick the best one. Um, we're going to go with, let's go. I'll, I'll answer this one first so you guys have a, a little time to think about it. Favorite moment from your favorite role player in any any sport, any league, anything. Um, I'm going to go straight off role players first off. My favorite thing in this in in sports is when a role player goes off. Um, James Posey, 2008 finals. Oh. He had like he had like is that what you're thinking of? <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> stop, stop, go, go for it, go for it. I got another one. <laughs> well, I was gonna go kind of about. I wasn't gonna say anyone specific. I was gonna talk about kind of James Posey and Eddie House in the 2008 yes. finals in that closeout yes. game. They went berserk. And I, that just sticks with me, especially because it's the last Celtics championship since right. forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, since, yeah. I, just, I was going <laughs> to say Eddie House specifically because I just can remember him just shooting lights out in that closeout game. But, um, yeah, you kind of continue with what you were saying about uh, James Posey. Yeah, so James Posey, I mean, the the big moment was that closeout game when – I mean, it, it kind of just, it was just those two just like trading shots off the bench. So just like absolutely going off. Um, I'll bring up another, another, I don't remember the exact stats, but there was another day where I think it was, it was last year in the NBA finals, Pat Connaughton had an absolute game. He had like 14, 15 points, but like, or no, he had like 20 and he had like three, three pointers, something like that. Pat Conton, my favorite role player of all time. Um, shout out to my boy Charlie for asking this question. Um, Pat Conton, another big finals moment, another NBA moment. It's just I love seeing bench players go in and, like, changing a finals game. That doesn't happen very often. When it comes to the finals, it's about the star players, which is what it should be. But when, when someone like a Pat Conton comes in, drops 20 points, you're due to win that game. Um, so that was a big game for my guy Pat mass made um arlington native um so yeah i'm, I'm gonna go with that i'm gonna go with that those are good ones those are definitely good ones i was definitely thinking about those ones i also wanted i'm trying to think um for the socks i wanted to say joe kelly was absolutely electric in our runs probably one yes. of my favorite players yeah to that's, watch. A that's another good one like, that's you can get a play. lot out of the um, mlb yeah, there was another. I can't remember. He closed us out in 2013. Koji I can't Uyuhara. even I can't remember oh, his Koji name. Yes, yeah. Koji Yugihara. Absolutely electric. I remember that one. I just like everything about that whole run that year was fantastic. I loved that year. I mean, you could even bring up Johnny Gomes. Johnny, yeah. There's like I wanted to mention the Sox because there's just so many guys that you can that you can really just like throw out there. Because, yeah. like, technically no, everyone right. there is a role player for the Sox, yeah. like, if we're going to be yeah. honest. Like, we have our, we have our big team. I was going to say Brock Holt. You guys make me run on this right now. That was a great play. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, I, I, th- I think maybe we should get more into MLB moments like that. So, maybe maybe on an episode coming up, we'll we'll really dive into our favorite Red Sox role players of all time because there's mm-hmm. so many. 
Because in the MLB, yeah, there's guys so that aren't stars that really step up because they have to. Because in the MLB, it's not like your best three hitters can hit. Um, I mean, Shane Victorino. Uh, all right, 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 all but I think that's going to wrap it up, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed. We will see you after Selection Sunday. Yep. Wow. What a ride it's been. We sleep in May. We will catch yeah. you guys on Wednesday, Tuesday. I always mess that up. And peace. See ya. <laughs> peace. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.